Why don't we see as many stories in the Rebbe's Sichus as in the Friedeke Rebbe's? The Rebbe's Sichus are so full of Torah and Lomdes and Nigla. How come we don't find this by the previous Rebbe? How come? Because that's how it is. That's not a fair question. Every Rebbe, every Nasi has his Indian, has his function, has his role, has his duty. And part of what the Friedrich Rebbe revealed is what our Rebbe calls in a letter to his predecessor, Vasarum Chassidus, to reveal what's around Chassidus, the stories. It was his Indian. The Rebbe's Indian is something else, so the Rebbe did something else. It's, in other words, I don't think this is a question, it's simply an observation, a fact. The previous Rebbe, more than any Rebbe, certainly the, of what we know, revealed not just stories, but stories that amount to the history of Hasidus, and most importantly, the spirit of the evolution of Hasidus from its inception, from its birth. But I want to say something about this um, that will add some more light to this. Number one, the credit for all of these stories goes to our Rebbe. It's very clear. Um, about 10 years ago, uh, Merkes printed a volume of Igris. The entire volume is conversations between the previous Rebbe and the Rebbe and the Rebbe during the German and French years when they were apart. And from what I understand, it's not even all the letters. There are hundreds of letters of correspondence and they published Igris Yeshlem Teichen HaShayach Lerabim as the Loshan is. This volume of letters has some very intimate uh, expressions and forms and circumstances. And um, all I can say is, thank God I didn't have to make the choice whether to publish these letters or not to publish these letters. But in these letters, one of the things, which I think is certainly publishable, that comes out very clearly, is that our Rebbe, was drawing out of the previous Rebbe, his father-in-law, as much as he possibly could. He was squeezing him, forgive me for the expression, like you milk a cow. The Rebbe wrote to the previous Rebbe, Mir felt asach, mir felt gon asach. I saw a letter from the Rebbe, the Rebbe writes to his father-in-law, I'm missing much, I'm missing a lot, much, much. The Rebbe writes to his father-in-law, I'm particularly lacking in the area of what is around Chassidus. And the Rebbe sat in Berlin, and sat in Paris, supposedly studying Chochmas Chitzenius in some kind of an institute or a polytechnic or whatever the case was. And his entire preoccupation was to get the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, to write another letter and tell him another story. And the Rebbe would immediately edit it and annotate it and send it back to Poland and have it published in the Lakuta de Buddha. You, when you read it, you get the distinct impression that it's all the Rebbe. The Hatomim is all the Rebbe. The Sichas are all the Rebbe. The Igas are all the Rebbe. The previous Rebbe actually writes to the Rebbe that nobody but you cares. The previous Rebbe writes to the Rebbe nobody besides few is interested. And the Rebbe pushed. And it's really true, I think, that a lot of what we have from all of these stories, which emerges in the letters particularly, but also in the Sichas, which would come out edited and published in the Lakuta de Burim, is the direct intervention of our Rebbe, who understood just how important this is, and he asked his Rebbe to give more and more of this uh, material. One of the most unusual little exchanges, and I just love the, the history of this, the Torah of this, the avoid of this, the lesson of this, is the previous Rebbe wrote a sikha or a letter, 
and the Rebbe printed it. And the previous Rebbe writes to the Rebbe, it's all in this volume of Igis that I referenced before, that he's not happy about this particular Rishima, or this particular letter, or this particular Sikha. And the reason he's not happy is, there's no practical lesson, there's no demand, it's just stories. And it's almost laughable, because, you know, who is the master of Hamaisa Hu Ha'ikir? Who is the master of Teda Lashon Hira? Our Rebbe. The Rebbe couldn't open his mouth without having a practical lesson. Every idea in Teda made a difference whether it was Nigler, was Kabbalah, or was Medrash, or was Pshutesh Mikra, or was. You name it. There was always a lesson that was practical. And the Rebbe would say if there's no practical lesson, if there's no Bechain, then what's the point? Or even on a more sharp level, where, how is it Teda? Because Teda Lashon Hira. But when the Rebbe was taking things from his predecessor, from the previous Rebbe, it didn't matter to him whether there was a lesson or not, as long as the story was there, as long as the Inyan was there, the Oir was there, the Hasidus was there, and so on. And when you read that little exchange, it's not much a few words, when the previous Rebbe writes to the Rebbe, I'm not happy with how this came out because there's no at all. I remember reading it and thinking, this is history repeating itself. This is deja vu. <laughs> when our Rebbe would say his own title, if there was no at all, he would say, this is not right. When his Rebbe would say Torah, as long as it was from the Rebbe, it was good. But I, it, I, I think that this is a fact. I, I'm using the words, I think, because I cannot say with certitude. I'm not that well connected. I don't have access to archives and to secret folders and files and letters. But I think it's correct to say that so much, so much of all of these stories, which defined the previous Rebbe to us, both his sikhs and his letters and the Zechreiners, the memoirs, and the Rishimists that are now publishing, from the previous Rebbe, the Rebbe gets credit for it to a very, very great extent. And the Rebbe said once in a Sikh in the early years, something very important, really very, very important. He was talking about the idea that you have in the Maimir of Basi Lagani from the previous Rebbe, the, the Maimir which, which we learn every year for Yud Shvat, which is known as the Maimir of Hilula, associated with the passing of the previous Rebbe. And he said that in that Maimir, one of the things that ever talks about at great length is the concept of Bizbaz Ha'etzis. And there's a war. And the war is a Melchemist Nitzachin. It's a war that you can't lose. Because if you lose it, you're kaput, you're finished, you're over. It's a war of survival. So you pull out all the stops. You become reckless. You don't calculate. You have to do everything in your power to win this war, even as it says very poignantly and painfully in the Maimir, Mashle Chayav Mineged, the king pays with his life which the Rebbe referenced in many sikhs also. But one of the things which is discussed at great length is this concept of Bizbus Ha'etzis. The king has treasure, which has been around for generations, and it's been guarded and hoarded and protected and kept private for hundreds and hundreds of years. And when you face a Melchamas Nitzachin, you literally dispense of it almost recklessly. So the Rebbe said, we are in a Melchamas Nitzachin. Right? This is Melchamas Beis David, the home stretch to Mashiach, which is very important and also very, very precarious, very dangerous. So the Oitz race of Hasidus Chabad, going back to the Alta Rebbe, but the Ayin Loishas Fasim, nobody even dreamt that this kind of an archive had been preserved, is now available. Between 20 and 30 volumes of the Alta Rebbe's Hasidus and the Middle Rebbe's Hasidus, and close to 50 volumes of the Tzemach Tzedek, and I don't know how many of the Rebbe Marash, it's just incredible what we have that as little as 45 years ago just did not exist. 
And this, of course, is the Rebbe's work, our Rebbe's work, in dispensing of the treasure of Hasidus Chabad to win this Muhammad. And parenthetically, you all know, I'm sure, that whenever the Rebbe would meet Gedele Yisrael, from Chassidim and from Eilamisha, Litvisha, Misnagdim, he would always ask them, are there Ksavim from your father and your grandfather, manuscripts of Hasidus or Taira? And usually they would say yes, and then the Rebbe would say publish, and they would respond by saying, it's not our minig, it's not our geze to publish. And the Rebbe would say, who are you saving it for? You know, tomorrow no one's even going to care. Amalek Titan in Europe, in the old country, there was order and there was sacredness and there was respect and there was holiness. There was a point in keeping secrets. It added to the aura, it added to the holiness, it added to the respect, it added to the intrigue and therefore to the uh, investment in, in the Hasidus or in the, in the Derech Halimud of Torah. So it says, today you're holding it for nobody. You're holding it for, it, for its demise. Publish, publish, publish. And there are many... G'dayli Yisrael, Hasidim, and also Eilamisha, who took the Rebbe's counsel and went against the tradition of their ancestors and published because they understood what the Rebbe was telling them. So the Rebbe said that there is nothing that is of more bizbus ha'etzis than these letters and sikhis and rishimis of the previous Rebbe. People look at these stories and say, eh, anybody can tell stories. Anybody can tell stories. Maises, from a bobe, a grandmother can tell stories. A poshat yid can tell stories. Here's a rebbe, a tzaddik, a isha likim kodesh. You know, gon hadoir, moifes hadoir, the tilt maises. So the rebbe says, people don't understand these stories. It's like the stories of Genesis, stories of Breshis. Is anybody going to say that the stories of Breshis are nice stories that a bobe could tell? The Al-Tarebbe writes that today you say this at Teirah Genuzim Ba'agodes. In Chesidus it's brought that the secrets of Teirah are more in Breshis than they are in the Halachas at Teirah. In other words, the stories have deeper secrets than the laws. So when the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, tells stories, he's not just telling Mises. Each story is a piece of history that is another building block into the, into the, to the Sefer HaYoshor of Chesidus. Or the Sefer Yosha of Hasidus Chabad, you know, the Sefer Shal Yeshorim, which reveals the lives of the Rabbeim, the Sea Yisrael, and how these stories exp- not only reveal how Hasidus was revealed, but actually what Hasidus is. And the Rebbe called these stories the greatest bizbas ha'etzras. So to go back to your question, you asked why the Rebbe didn't tell stories. First of all, in the earlier years, the Rebbe did tell many stories, including a majority that I heard in his own words from the Rebbe the Shver, from the previous Rebbe many of which are not in the Rishimis that we have now, because he must have heard them in America, and the Americans didn't keep his journal. And second of all, you're asking the question because you'd like to have more stories. So your point is well taken, because these stories are not just stories, they're living Hasidus. They're a lesson, and they're a window into the neshama of what Hasidus is. But there's der der veder shav der der umanhigov. This is an inyan from this rebbe, and this is an inyan from this rebbe.